0: 2 Chronicles chapter 19 verse 1 And Jehoshaphat the king of Judah returned to his house in peace to Jerusalem. This was after he and Ahab had battled the Arameans and Ahab the king of Judah had died. And Ahab was a practicing pagan. 2 And Jehu the son of Hananiah the seer, went out to meet him, and said to king Jehoshaphat, Shouldst thou help the wicked and love them that hate the Lord? For this thing wrath is upon thee from before the Lord. The Lord was angry that Jehoshaphat the king of Judah went to fight with Ahab the king of Israel, not because he was from Israel, but because he was a practicing pagan. The Lord didn't want Jehoshaphat to align himself with a pagan, even if it was another Israelite. I was a little bit wrong in the last chapter when I said it was okay for them to fight because they were brothers. In this chapter, it tells us that God was not happy that Jehoshaphat was fighting along Ahab, because of Ahab's practices. Now Jehu is prophesying a curse against Jehoshaphat for his sin. And Jehu is the son of Hanani, which is the same prophet. Jehoshaphat's father had put in prison for prophesying against him when Asa sinned. And now Asa's son Jehoshaphat is being rebuked by Hanani's son Jehu when Jehoshaphat sinned. Both Jehoshaphat and Asa were generally good kings, but they both sinned near the end. And this son and father prophets prophesied against both of them. 3. Nevertheless, there are good things found in thee, in that thou hast put away the Asheroth out of the land, and hast set thy heart to seek God. Jehu is telling Jehoshaphat, God isn't completely angry with you, because you have done good things by taking all the Asherah poles out of the land of Judah, but he's still mad at you for fighting alongside Ahab. For And Jehoshaphat dwelt at Jerusalem, and he went out again among the people from Beersheba to the hill country of Ephraim, and brought them back unto the Lord, the God of their fathers. Jehoshaphat continued to draw people to the Lord. And this is a beautiful thing that every leader should do, is draw people to the Lord. Even if you are the leader of a secular organization, that's no reason not to draw people to the Lord. That's our job as Christians. And it says that he dwelt at Jerusalem, which is important because Jerusalem is the true capital of Israel. Ahab dwelt in Samaria, which is a pagan capital. 5. And he set judges in the land throughout all the fortified cities of Judah, city by city. The Lord has always required judges over Israel from the very beginning of Israel coming together under Moses. They always had judges. Moses was actually their first judge, although that wasn't his title. What a judge does is they teach the law to the people by saying who is right and who is wrong in every matter. 6. And said to the judges, Consider what ye do, for ye judge not for man, but for the Lord, and he is with you in giving judgment. Jehoshaphat is rightly telling these judges not to be false, but to judge true, good judgments. 7. Now therefore, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it. For there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, nor respect of persons, nor taking of bribes. He's telling the judges, you cannot have sin in your life, otherwise you won't be able to judge. And you cannot... Play favorites and treat one person better than another just because of their background or the way they look. You can't do that. You have to be fair to everybody. And you cannot take bribes because taking bribes will always make you judge in favor of the person who give you the bribe. 8. Moreover in Jerusalem did Jehoshaphat set of the Levites and the priests and of the heads of the fathers' houses of Israel for the judgment of the Lord and for controversies, and they returned to Jerusalem. He also sent out Levites to handle disputes and controversies and to settle arguments among the people, which is very just because they are closely related to the priesthood and they do have the good discernment to judge between right and wrong as well. 9. And he charged them, saying, Thus shall ye do in the fear of the Lord faithfully and with a whole heart. Jehoshaphat wanted true judgments. This is one of God's most basic characteristics is that he is a perfect judge between right and wrong. You can't fool God. He sees your heart. What he judges is always true and correct, so we can't judge him because he's the perfect judge. And a lot of times when people judge God and they say well how dare God let this person die or how dare God let that person suffer. We don't know everything that God knows. We don't really see the big picture. We just see the circumstance that's before our eyes. But God sees the big picture. He knows what's in that person's heart. He knows the end of their life. He knows whether they're going to heaven or hell. And Because he knows everything, he can judge correctly. And when it seems like he's being cruel, he really isn't being cruel. He's helping people get closer to him so that they can get ready for heaven. Or, sometimes when good people die young, it's because God knows that if they had lived longer, they would have turned away from him. Or, God knows that they actually were very evil, but they were able to fool their friends and neighbors and make people think that they were good when they weren't. Only God knows, also he can use somebody's life and their death to work out salvation for other people. God cares about everybody, not just one person. And so when we focus on one person's life, we're missing the bigger picture of everybody else's life too, and how that one person's life affects so many others. But God sees everything, and so all of his judgments are just and true and righteous. And that's why he commanded the people to have correct laws, and also to know the law, because his law is kindness. As we read in Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, his law is always kindness. There is nothing harsh in his law. Every part of his law is to make our lives better. 9 And he charged them, the Levites, saying, Thus shall ye do in the fear of the Lord faithfully and with a whole heart. Jehoshaphat the king told them, You need to judge correctly with a whole heart toward the Lord. 10 And whensoever any controversy shall come to you from your brethren that dwell in their cities, between blood and blood, which means two relatives, between law and command, which means between man's law and God's commandment, between statute and ordinance, which means between something that we are told to live by and something that we are told to do as an ordinance, ye shall warn them that they be not guilty towards the Lord. Meaning that when we warn people about the law, we actually prevent them from sinning. Do you know that your neighbors would sin a lot less if they actually knew what the law was? And that's why it isn't evil or mean or offensive to share the law with people. We don't force people to obey it, but by simply telling them what God's law is, a lot of them will repent of their sins, because they just simply didn't know. I know times in my life where somebody who wasn't a Christian repented immediately. They didn't really want to offend God, but they didn't know any better until I told them the law. They repented immediately. It was real beautiful. If we would just be bold and share the truth with people, it would change people's lives. And so wrath come upon you and upon your brethren. Meaning, If we don't share the law with people, and then they sin because they didn't know any better, God will be angry with us. So when you see somebody doing something wrong, if you don't say anything to give them a clue, then God will hold their sin against them, but he'll also be angry with you for not giving them a clue. Thus shall ye do, and ye shall not be guilty. Meaning, when you share the law, you won't be guilty. Now this doesn't mean trying to force people, or screaming, or harassing, or making threats. It simply means stating the facts as they are. God said we are not supposed to do this. God said we are supposed to do this, and then just leave it at that point. You don't have to try to convince people. The only commandment is to share the law, and to share the truth. So you simply state it, and then you let the other person do with it what they want. They can walk away, they can disregard it, they can tell you you're crazy, but that's all their choice. Because we don't have to force, manipulate, or harass anyone, we don't have much of a burden on our shoulders. Simply stating the truth that we know, it's a really easy thing to do, and it's non-offensive. What people get angry about is when you try to force them, and you harass them, and you manipulate and condemn and nag. That is the kind of thing that makes people mad, but most people appreciate knowing the truth. 11 And behold, Amariah the chief priest is over you in all matters of the Lord, and Zebediah the son of Ishmael, the ruler of the house of Judah, in all the kings matters, also the officers of the Levites before you. Deal courageously, and the Lord be with the good. Jehoshaphat is saying to the Levites and the Judges, have courage to make the right decision. Don't judge just to please people, but judge to please God and to make a decision that He agrees with. And Amariah the priest will back you up. Zebadiah, the ruler of Judah, will also back you up. And so will the officers of the Levites. They're going before you. So don't think that you're alone. He's giving them lots of good reason to be faithful and honest and do true judgments and that concludes 2nd chronicles chapter 19